do I sound good? Yes. Do I sound good? You sound great. Good. Okay. It's great to hear your voice, Emily. Hello. It's great to hear your voice. Hello. For everybody who's just joining us, we have just been chatting it up. Yeah. We're about doing great. Love. All about love. All actually. about love. By bell hooks. By bell hooks. <laughs> Hey, that was better than our than our outros when we try to speak in sync. That is true. We need to maybe just not try as hard. Maybe that's the key okay. here. Should we just stop trying? Yeah, no more effort. Okay. That's fine. You heard it here first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you want my fun facts for this I game? sure do. Please so share. This game that we're talking about today is the Curse of Blackmore Manor truly iconic just it's it's a good one it's a really good one it was released on October 25th 2004 and it was um I believe the only game to have a DVD version did you ever have the DVD curse of no game never did you I did did (gasps) not finish it oh that's hysterical it. it was one of those like um uh, I know that it was different. I forget exactly how it was different, but I remember it just being really annoying because the uh, controls were like on your remote. So I just felt like I was flipping through the TV. It was like her interactives, poor attempt at like a video game. That's not like a PC game, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It just, it didn't, didn't land IMO, but that's fine. Um, this game is based on Nancy Drew number 77, the Bluebeard Room, which is interesting because that sounds like it's about pirates. Right. And there aren't pirates in this game <laughs> unless I missed something. But you never know. Maybe I'll actually look into more than the title of the book and I'll find out. Uh, it's one of the most popular in the series and is on the fan favorites list. No surprise there. This is the first game to be set outside the U.S. We are in England for this game. Very exciting, except we don't actually get to see any of England. Right. (laughs) It is, yeah, yeah, that's disappointing, but we'll talk about it. It's the first game without Bess and George, and it's the first game without the Hardy Boys since Secret of the Scarlet Hand. Okay. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Bess and George's absence was definitely noticeable for me in this one. Do you, do you tend to really utilize the phone characters when you play? I do. I love to call people because the, you just get these dialogue trees that you would never Mm. get otherwise, um, honestly. Uh, but you know, not every game, but I did miss them because I do. I love to call them. It's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They are fun to talk to. Um, this is the first appearance of Ned since the final scene. He's still my beating heart. (laughs) Frat boy Ned. Prop boy Ned, we love Ned. And another minor fun fact is Eustacia and Dropov is a Penvalin in law. That's a fun you, fact. Yeah. I did yeah. not know that. It, yeah, I didn't either. I think it's um if you're going through uh like Jane's family tree or something mm. and you click on some of the names, it she says that or something, or maybe Eustacia's on the tree. I don't know. I just read that online. Uh, so that's that. And then I have some in this game, there are so many optional things that you may or may not encounter depending on how quickly you go through the game and optional things that you don't have to do. 
So I'm going to find my little optional, optional things guide. I thought I had it. I thought it was here, but I maybe am wrong. Okay. Anyway, I was wrong, but some of them are like, you might not necessarily see the lady in black. There are a couple dreams that you might not have. You might not hear scratching outside your door. I don't think that happens for everybody. Um, so it's just a bunch of, a bunch of little things that you may or may not encounter. Do you have an Amazon review for me? I do have an Amazon review for you. Oh, um, I, I love looking at the one star reviews for this game because this game is very good. <laughs> and I feel like it's one of the first where I'm kind of like confused if people don't love it as much as I do, but Hey, you're Are valid. they from religious people. No. I wish. Oh my gosh. I, I should search for those because I'm sure they exist. I, well, I remember, I want to say it was for this game, but way back when on the forums, there was this whole thing about like, I'm not going to play this game because it's like supernatural and I'm a Christian and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my gosh, should I not be playing this game? But my parents didn't care. <laughs> right. I did think about that because of um the alchemy stuff and everything I I was thinking I was like wow like my parents weren't those kind of Christian parents like there were very few things we were limited to but Mm -hmm. yeah it was um that is interesting I did think about that actually yeah um just Christian kid things um (laughs) okay here we go this is from T Pitkin comma RN I don't know what an RN is like a that's like a title sounds like but who knows um like a registered nurse Maybe could be a nurse. So oh, thank you, okay. Pitkin, for your service. Essential workers, mm-hmm. we're grateful for you. Um, so this is a one-star review of Curse of Blackmore Manor, and it says, not a good first choice. This is not a good first choice for a novice gamer, nor is it a good first choice for a Nancy Drew computer game. The clues are so vague, they are almost non-existent. Some things uh, can only be done at certain times, and I would never have known anything without the cheats posted on the internet. Even the cheats are confusing. I'm very sorry I wasted my funds on a game I am not able to play. No more Nancy Drew for me. <laughs> Just sounds like you're not smart enough. <laughs> uh, Roasted. I mean, yeah, it sounds like maybe you're kind of dumb. <laughs> There were other reviews that was interesting, similarly, that were just saying, like, it's a very hard game. Like, it's hard for kids to play. Like, a lot uh-huh. of the, the negative reviews are like, I'm a mom, and this is, like, a hard game for children. <laughs> um, and yeah. it's kind of scary, and it is. It's true. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely kind of scary. And I agree that I, one, probably my biggest issue with this game is the order in which you like find out information or do certain things because when you're wandering around the castle and you're finding these things like I think the first time I played this the very first thing I did was that stair puzzle you know because that's pretty easy to figure out uh same with the dummy puzzle in the great hall and so you're like doing these things and finding these things and then it's not until you get into that um Uh, like forge room in the basement and you read the journal that you find the instructions of how to get these things Mm. so that kind of fell a little flat for me just because it didn't it wasn't linear 
enough. It felt like I should have waited to find these things until after reading the journal, but in every single playthrough, I haven't found the journal until almost like the end of the game. Yeah, same. And I do a lot of those tasks before I even find the journal or Mm -hmm. like even the first time I played it. Um, Yeah. I was going to say something. Oh, I wanted to to say that in this playing through this game, I feel like for our end rankings, we should add a category for puzzles because. It's so funny that you say that because I wrote down next to that. I think it was the graphics category. I said we should replace this with puzzles. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that that would be a good idea because it's okay. We're getting to the point now where there is a little bit more variety and thought put into Mm -hmm. all the puzzles. But yeah, cool. I'm glad we're on the same page. But yeah, we are in sync. <laughs> I did have the thought though, also when I was taking notes that like, I was like, man, like you really have free reign. Like you, you can kind of go in whatever order you want as you mm-hmm. figure things out. And I was like, how are we going to talk about this? <laughs> because it's non-linear. And I love mm-hmm. that. Honestly, that's a personal thing I loved about this mm-hmm. game, but I understand why that would be frustrating and why it might be like confusing. Um, I did play yeah. this for the first time on Senior Detective this run. And I will say, I think that it is incredibly difficult, if, especially if you're a first time Nancy Drew player, if you're mm-hmm. not on junior detective, because I would get so lost. I, I got lost and I played it before. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. Yeah. I got a little lost this time through too. And I played it recently. So yeah. yeah, I don't mind the, like, you can do things in any order when it's something like say and the secret of the scarlet hand when we had to find all those keys and we had the information for them but we had to find out that we needed the keys before we could find all the keys you know but it wasn't that way in this game we could start finding things before we knew why we needed them which isn't the biggest deal in the world but it just it kind of perturbs me perturbs it's fine yeah perturbs anything else before we get into characters I don't think so I think let's, let's dive right in. Um, nice. who, who shall we start with, Emily? I started with Linda. Linda. I'm going to say, first of all, as much as I love this game, not the strongest cast of characters. Okay. I'm glad you agree. I agree with you. I think there are okay. some that are very good, but I think it's a little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah. And it's dampened by the fact that we really don't have to talk to any of them very much. You can, but you don't have to. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, starting with Linda, we never see her so stupid. I know, but it's, I'm going to slide right past that one. Um, Linda is the daughter of Nancy's neighbor, but Linda and Nancy aren't even close. I'm like, why is Nancy there? Well, I just kind of interpreted it as like they, you know, her mom was worried about her and suspected something deeper was going on and knows Nancy is a detective. So, yeah. you know, I, I just thought that might've been why, though it is very random. It's still, yeah, it just seems, it seems random to me, but whatever, that's fine. Um, Linda is voiced by Jen Ruzumina, I think is how you pronounce her last name. And that is Jen's only credit. Okay. Well, I want to give a shout out to Jen because one of my biggest notes about Linda is you never see her, but you know exactly what is going on based on her voice acting at all times. It's actually quite Mm -hmm. impressive because I feel like sometimes, you know, you rely on the characters like facial expressions and movements to sort of drive the character itself. But this was a performance that was solely aural and it was quite impressive. So she more than made up for the Mm -hmm. fact 
you never see her. Um, and I, I do want to comment also on the fact that it felt like Linda's room in general, they like ran out of time when they were animating everything. And so I feel like that might've been why we never see Linda. Like it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, day one, we see her and then she's hidden or something like that. But it was, you know, kind of, yeah. Uh, mm. I feel like they ran out of time. That's just my probably two cents, but yeah, probably. Um, it's fine. We, we forgive you. And then after Linda, I have Jane, who is Linda's lonely game obsessed stepdaughter who desperately needs friends. I mean, you keep this girl cooped up in a fucking castle with nobody her age in lessons from like seven to two with this creepy ass tutor doing secret rituals in the middle of the night. I am not surprised that Jane is a little whack. Right. I know. I don't know who decided that. I think she's a product of her circumstances. Like yeah. I feel so bad for her. <laughs> Linda's like, Jane is so weird. I'm like, no shit. She's weird. She's, like, <laughs> yeah, she has no friends. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was, I kind of was in the thought process of like, oh, this is normal. Like staying at home and learning because we've been in COVID times for almost two years <laughs> now. And then I had the thought of like, but wait a minute, this is like not normal at this mm-hmm. point she should be at school with other people like it was I yeah. feel bad for her she's it's so terrifying funny. she is oh she is terrifying it's so funny I was talking to um uh actually one of my old youth group girls Olivia I was talking to Olivia okay. a few it was last year sometime um I was like how are you doing with COVID and everything uh do you like learning at home and she was like oh I want to go back to school so bad I was like, oh, really? She's like, yeah, I miss being around my friends all day. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. Cause I always thought that kids would have loved distance learning, but. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also with Jane, I do want to, she's terrifying. And also her animation is freaky. Like it, like it just looks bad in my opinion. The way that she's sitting and her head is huge. And it's scary. And I honestly think that the character designs in this game took a step back from the previous game. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah. I don't know, my opinion, but yeah, I was a little see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like, I like having kids in games. Uh, I think it only happens twice, right? With Jane yeah. and then with, uh, what's the, his face? The name? guy in, um, oh, the I, the hand one with the thing. I forget what that game's called. Captive Curse. Captive Curse. The hand one. <laughs> uh, Lucas. Yeah, that's his name. Lucas. I love his voice in that. Oh, he's so fun. Um, Yeah, I like I like having kids in games. It's fun. When we had Lucas in that game, I kept I went into the game thinking that because it was another kid in a game, I was like, oh, the kid's going to be the culprit. I won't spoil that one for you all yet. But that was my initial thought going into that game because of this game where spoiler alert, Jane is the culprit, which I have problems with, but we'll talk about it later. Uh, Jane is voiced oh, by, okay. I do, I do I'll yeah, I'll tell you why is voiced by, oh, I can't read what I wrote. I think I wrote Connie, Connie Ellern, and this is her only credit. Okay. So that's that. Anything I want to know if Jane? Connie is an actual child or if she is a, an adult person. I was doing wondering that too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If anyone knows, let us know. Let um, us know. But yeah, I'm good to move on. How about Mrs. Letitia Drake? Oh, first Just of all, fabulous. the voice, best part. I, I am obsessed with her voice. 
Uh-huh. Um, it just sounds like an, an American person doing a British accent. Which it very sure badly. <laughs> yeah. But it's yeah. great. I love it, honestly. It's our good friend, Amy Broomhall. Oh, Amy. Who love is just you. the queen of American doing accents. Shout out to her other characters, Jing Jing Ling, Fatima, Mrs. O'Shea, and Mary Ozzy. Yeah. She's got yep. a lot of range. Yep. Um, I don't have anything else on Mrs. Drake. <laughs> I just, just cool. <laughs> I just love her in general. She's hilarious. And I do enjoy the fact that in that first scene, when we're like walking up to the manor and she's looking at us, it almost looks like she's like looking past us, like over our shoulder or something in her eyes. Like the animation is a little funky oh, when she's talking to us. In yes. the castle. I noticed that too. Yeah. I was like, Oh, my eyes are up here. <laughs> Mrs. Drake. My eyes are up here, Mrs. Drake. But yeah, I, I love her. That not much else to say. Yeah. Um, we have Nigel Mukherjee, best last name of a character, I think, ever. For I love sure. Nigel. That's, that's a great name. I yeah. want to name a cat or dog that I own in the future, Nigel. Not Nigel. after this character in particular, but this game introduced me to the name Nigel. Do you want to know what I'm wondering? What are you wondering, Emily? And you're gonna you're gonna love this. You're gonna love that I'm wondering this. Nigel sounds the name Nigel sounds slightly like the name of another like weird nerdy historian bookman in pop culture whose show would have been popular around the same time this game was created. Also British. Come on, lady. Come on, don't disappoint me your oh Giles Giles oh my god no you're right it's very true there is some some oh very much similar to Giles actually now that I gave me mad Giles vibes um Nigel is voiced by Stephen Hando who also voiced Dave Gregory and Dieter von Schwesterkronk yeah and maybe I'll call him Nigiles 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 um yeah Nigel isn't again like these characters I thought he was a strong character like archetype like I liked what they were going for but I hardly talked to him the entire game so there was not a lot of time to build the you know the like oh he's like digging up dirt on the the um oh my god the Penvalin family yeah unless you that like wasn't even really made clear like until the end letter right you definitely knew but and and he's like writing the book and so when I went through and read through what he had written and stuff but like that's the only mm-hmm. clue we get I wish he had said something like been a little more like oh like do you know about this like maybe trying to get info out of us and we yeah. have to evade him or something yeah just missed yeah. underutilized but a good baseline I feel um, I think all the characters were underutilized. I don't like how we didn't really have to talk to them for information. The rest of the game is so strong, but that part of it was just like, yeah. I didn't even have to, I didn't talk to Linda after I saw her, uh, like hairy hand in the peephole thing. Yeah. I didn't talk to her once after that because you don't have to, right? which is just annoying, but whatever. Yeah. Um, next we have just the worst <laughs> Ethel Bosney. The that's the worst. Scariest part of this game is oh, Ethel. the scariest part of any game. Like 
tied straight up tied with weird shadow at the water's edge mirror scene to be quite honest like like there was one time I was actually this is a true story I was on the phone with my girlfriend while I was playing through like nearing the end of the game and Ethel like popped up and I went ah like I like I out loud screamed because I didn't expect her to show up the second time I forgot she came twice Oh my God. Oh, I ran into her like four times. How did you run into her four times? That's the thing. I ran into her once. So the first time, right outside of like Jane's room or whatever, you run into her. And then the second time was one time coming out of the um, room in the hallway with the green dragon in it. Yep. Once then, and then going down the slide and turning left, I ran into her and she's like, get out of here or else I'll make you get out bitch and yeah she like threatens you kind of I missed the last that might have been last one the only okay okay yeah Um, I never I saw her twice yeah that doesn't happen for everybody um she's just the worst just the weirdest uh and voiced by Sarah Papineau who also voices Jane Willoughby and Lori Gerard so good job Sarah uh yeah do you have anything else on Ethel um not much she's just a teacher she's kind of weird and scary and um yeah the worst part is you don't know when she's coming for you and when she's there she's right there and she is right there and then that like that scoot by when she's like going into Jane's room it's like (laughs) It is. It was I hate that. <laughs> very busty. That scoop by. Yep, yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um. Shall Shall we talk about Lulu as well? Honorary. Oh yeah. Character. Mm-hmm. Lulu's great. honorary character. Lulu. I love Lulu. Just I talked to Lulu like a total of one times. <laughs> oh. But, yeah. Except for that one part where you have to go back and forth to talk to him. Oh, I only had to ask for the first one, and then I remembered the rest of oh. the ones after that. Okay. Yeah, kind that's, of a word association. Lucky you. Thing. Well, lucky you. I mean, I've played this game many, many, many times. That is true. So. I've only played it <laughs> once before this, maybe one and a half times, maybe maybe two times. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I've yeah I I have run up some mileage on this one. <laughs> um. Shall we get into gameplay? Let's oh, do you have a uh, well? Your sleep paralysis demon is Ethel. Oh, oh my god! Without yeah. a doubt, scary. <laughs> yeah. I, I literally. Okay. So here's my story of the first time I played this game. Is I was on a vacation with my best friend, one of my best friends from high school, Maddie, who I've talked about many times on this podcast. She also is a huge Nancy Drew fan, and I bought this game to play in the car together while we were driving to. I think we were going to Emerald Isle, and. We were played it all day. We were driving for seven hours. I don't think we finished it. But we got pretty far. And then mm-hmm. that night I like could not sleep because I oh. was having nightmares about, um, about Jane and Ethel. <laughs> oh, no. They were so creepy. I was, how old was, I must've been like 11 maybe or 12 when we did this. Um, Cause I've known Maddie since like elementary or middle uh-huh. school. Um, but yeah, it was like rough. And then I, I woke up. And I, I, Maddie was sleeping next to me and I was like, Maddie, can we please turn the lights on? I'm so scared. Oh no. <laughs> she was, she was still asleep. So she said, no, 
<laughs> I mean, it's terrifying. It is. It's freaky. So that's sleep paralysis demons, literally, because like actual from experience. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Shall we, shall we get into gameplay? My notes this time are a little more just like talking po- like points. I took less like just keeping track of what I was doing just because the order is so weird. <laughs> mm. Um, I love that first opening scene when you walk mm-hmm. through the gates and then there's the eyes and then Mrs. Drake is there. It's so iconic. It's so, um, it gets us into the spirit so much uh-huh. better than any game be- that has come before. I would say mm-hmm. pretty fun. It's truly terrifying. So scary. And they did that kind of thing really, really well again in legend of the crystal skull. Oh, okay. So Ooh. good. All right. Wait, have you, you haven't played that one? No, that's the next (gasps) one we're going to do that. I haven't played. I think. No, it's not. Uh, does um, Castle Molloy come before? Uh, no, Castle Molloy comes after, I think, but Creature of Kapu Cave comes before. Oh God. Actually, I remember because I was looking and I was like, (laughs) the next one I'm going to have to stream is Creature of Kapu Cave. (laughs) I'm not looking forward to that. It's okay. It'll take you like three hours. I'll do it in one sitting and get drunk. While doing it. <laughs> um, yeah. But in when you pop in the legend of the crystal skull, I remember when I got that game, when it came out and I'm, I must've been in, I was in high school by then I'm sure. And I popped it in my computer. And the first thing that shows up on the screen is something like, um, we recommend playing this at night or if it's daytime, like draw your curtains to make your room dark. So, because like, this is a dark game and I was like, what's going to (laughs) happen. And then that opening scene is just chef's kiss. Oh, you're going to love it. I'm so excited. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I love this opening scene. It's truly terrifying. You hear that growl, uh, which is definitely just Lainey Manella saying, (laughs) Nancy, which I love. Nancy. And uh, we're in England, but other than the obviously American British accents and the Cockney food, you really wouldn't know. That's so true. Yeah. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I will say it does feel like England because of the the whole family legacy aspect of it. That is a pretty strong, from what I've heard, again, I'm not like I'm not English, so I don't know from personal experience, but from what I've heard of a lot of English culture, like that matters, or at least it mattered a lot um, because they had these generations of people that were alive long ago. Whereas in America, you know, it's like, we've only been around like 400 years as a nation. It's a lot less, we're a lot younger. So that did feel very English to me. It was like almost like the Downton Abbey sort of like um, family legacy vibe. I was getting from it, which I love. I get that. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, but I agree. It's like you don't see England at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I started kind of walking around and doing puzzles to start. Like I Mm -hmm. I I have to say, this game made me feel really smart because I I was like like I didn't remember all of the puzzles and how to do them, and I was like left and right, like oh yeah, just solved that astrology box puzzle oh wow uh-huh. just got those stairs the stairs is kind of easy but you know like those the, I was like wow this is like really boosting my self-esteem which may be why I love it so much because I was like ah. wow so smart um yeah and we yeah. Uh, this is one of the best bedrooms for sure of any it's game so yes. beautiful it's just so beautiful so beautiful 
um yeah I opened the weird astrology box we get this weird telescope thing do the weird stair puzzle that nobody has solved ever nobody walks up those stairs yeah apparently everyone who lives there is very stupid is very (laughs) dumb yeah yeah we can solve all these things in what like three days and they've been here for many many years and have never it's fine um and then I went to meet Linda in her creepy ass room behind her creepy ass curtain to save on animation in my best Argyle Fump uh impersonation beautiful yes thanks yeah that's what I did too Um, basically and mm -hmm. she yeah explains what's going on explains she's seen doctors and nothing's helping which she was needs my to first be diagnosed question. with something. I know. I mean, like it is just like, yeah, you can't just ignore like that. by a mental health professional. Correct. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Not like not like a skin condition, like something in her brain. Um. Yeah, Linda. Here's something else that confuses me. So, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but at the very end of the game, in the letter. Nancy's like, oh yeah, Hugh and Linda and Jane are like a happy family now. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Well, they're going to therapy. Well, it's about damn time. Is great. And that's kind of the impression I got from it was like, okay, they're going to therapy. So finally, maybe a therapist is going to be like, Jane should be in school. (laughs) And she should like interact with people. Right. I don't know. Crazy. But Mm, yeah. Yeah. Novel concept. Um, and then I met Jane, Jane and her games, uh, Jane and her games, the stupid bowl game. I hate it. Sorry. What game is it? The bowl from secret of the Scarlet. Oh yeah. I hate that game. I had to do it four times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speed runners nightmare. Yep. Uh, (laughs) oh, and then I, (laughs) I have written down all of these, uh, rando words from that tapestry. Cause I was going to go do that puzzle above her door. Oh, okay. Which we need to get some Johnny Rudder for. Yeah. Question (laughs) about that. Um, can butter really be used to do that? I mean, that's gross. That's going to get gross in there. It can. I don't necessarily agree with the like walking around with it in your pocket. But... I know Nancy with their like big old bag <laughs> with the butter at the bottom. <laughs> I love those videos that everybody on Instagram makes where they're like mimicking Nancy and walking around with just a giant tote bag. Yep. <laughs> They'll pick up a hammer or like a coffee maker. <laughs> or a mold <laughs> need for the later. keys. The big old mold for the key thing. I love so it. But yeah, yeah, so I did that above the door puzzle, um, which I really, I liked it. That one was fun. It like used your puzzle. brain, but it wasn't too hard. And it wasn't one of those annoying slider puzzles. It was like a less annoying slider puzzle. So I appreciated that. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see <laughs> if I have notes on that. Sorry. Uh, just oh, because no, I did that a lot later because I forgot about okay. the butter thing. So I just kind of waited to do it. <laughs> um yeah I mean, my next note is fucking ethel which we've already talked about so yeah scary scary yeah not no nah, yeah it was good good puzzle 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. puzzle yeah a um, good puzzle where do i have ethel showing up oh my god the first time you met jane it had to have been i guess i didn't write anything but i'm sure i did i, I made a note about the boobs because they were so boobs. present <laughs> oh here yeah it says <laughs> there it is um, yeah, it's, it's one of the worst jump scares. Um, 
Ethel's sidestep and side boob animation is prominent. Is <laughs> prominent. Prominent. I didn't even notice that. So it's just like so close. And I just don't want her yeah. to be that close to me. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. Like, let me move out of the way. I'll let you in. Did you notice um, um, Jane's Brady Armstrong poster? Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. I think that's such a good callback. Isn't to- Brady Armstrong dreamy? <laughs> oh, <laughs> love it. Oh, I have some stories for you, Jane. Yeah, true. <laughs> I also, I hate how Nancy, like, never brings it up that she's interacted with these people that these other characters know. Yeah. I would be talking up a storm about that. I know, dropping, dropping yeah. the names, you know, yeah. left and right. So much name dropping. Totally. Uh, we can get an Easter egg from Jane's room. Very that. fun. That was fun. By clicking the little chatter teeth a certain number of times. And then with the Easter egg, you can go into Nancy's room and to her phone and press the bottom button on her phone. And we get um, a nice rendition of... Oh, Susanna, sung by our very own Shorty Thurmond. I did not know that that was the second part of that. That's amazing. <laughs> yep. It was uh, quite a treat for my ears. Um, next, I next I guess I went to bed and woke up to like chanting at 3 a.m. Just terrifying. Nobody yes. wants that. Nobody wants that. Um. And then I popped into the conservatory, which is just stunning. I love that room. I think mm-hmm. it's just really great to look at. Mm-hmm. I like how Nancy can get eaten by a giant plant. Yeah, I did do that on purpose to show. I had yeah. a friend over once when I was playing through the first part. And I was like, hey, do you want to see how you can die by going <laughs> to this plant? It's so realistic. Oh, I love it. I love it. And that uh, like box sorting thing that we do for mrs drake that was kind of hard on senior detective yeah i did have a tough time with that i did it but it did it, you know when when you're doing a nancy drew puzzle and and sometimes it's like you, you're just you, you're going through it it's pretty easy you've seen puzzles mm-hmm. like this before that one it took me a little longer <laughs> so i yeah. was just like you know oh instead of it taking me like five minutes it took me like 10 minutes or whatever. yeah <laughs> yeah exactly but it was good um and it took me so many playthroughs at this point I did that because we need Mrs. Drake to go get the crank for us to power up the dummy game and I don't know what Caroline I don't know what's wrong with me but I swear the first like at least five times I played this game I had no clue how to play that dummy game I didn't realize that it was essentially just a game of go fish right oh yeah okay I hear what you're saying yes yeah I don't know. Like, did you realize that? Was... At that point, I had played the other game with Jane with the tiles that was very similar to the dummy game. You know what how game? Um, the, t- the one where it's like, do you have any bats? Oh, here's a bat. Oh, I don't think I ever played that with Jane. Okay. Well, I did. I did play it. I don't remember why, like it was important to play that. I, I don't really know, but it was, hmm. it's basically go fish, but it's the same thing. It's three things. Right. And so I had played that first. And so because of that, I, when I went to play this one, I was like, oh, I see what's going on. It's like mm-hmm. the other game, but gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, it, 
it took me so many times to figure that out but whatever uh and then linda finally told us about a secret passageway and a curse and the mystery begins and i love this shit Caroline, one of the reasons I love this game is because, I mean, you know, now that I just, I adore anything creepy and supernatural and just weird. I don't know why. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, she's like, secret passageway, curse, don't read it. I'm like, fuck yeah. (laughs) I'm going to read it. (laughs) I'm going to read that curse. Um, Yeah. I love it. And that's really the start of the mystery is when we hear about the curse and the secret passageway. And I love how Jane's like, oh yeah, I know where that secret passageway is. And we get into Jane's secret passageway and Linda's like, no, that's not it. Right. There's more. (laughs) There's more? I love how they did that. Oh yeah. I was a huge fan. Huge Mm -hmm. fan of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So do you have anything else to say before I want, I can just keep plowing. I mean, one, one thing I wanted to share um, with you is I did take a close look at the family tree uh, in Jane's room and there is no Emily Penvalin. I'm sorry, Emily, Um, (laughs) but there is a Caroline. (laughs) And I feel like Emily's not very, not a very old or English name. It's true. Yeah. I remember my mom, I always was like, oh, wow, my name, like Caroline, like it's so like fancy or like whatever, mm-hmm. kind of, you know, whatever. And, and my mom was like, oh, it's because it sounds very like regal or whatever. <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks mom. But, um, but yes, the Caroline Penvalin is a chemist. So not me, but oh, I thought that was a fun fact. Very nice. Very nice. You know what else is this game and Jane? It gave me a mad haunting of Bly Manor vibes. Did you ever watch that? I've not seen it. I know I would love it, but I'm too, um, I I get too scared. I get scared very easily. It's freaky. It's less scary than haunting of Hill house. Mm -hmm. I think, um, very well done. Beautiful. It's really just, I don't know. I, I love haunting of Bly Manor so much because it's just a, it's a love story. It's just a spooky love story. And I'm just like, oh, so good. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It is creepy though. It's creepy. But anyway, this gave me mad Bly Manor vibes. Um, and then Jane tells us where the passageway is behind that hall door and we need Lulu to get us through that like call and response word association door which is really annoying you just go back and forth and back and forth and back and forth um and you how many glow sticks did you go through three okay not bad not bad Mm -hmm. I probably went through the same um And so we get through that door, you go to the end of that passage and you find this, uh, weird, like half gargoyle door that, how, how are you supposed to know which way to turn the triangles? The, um, the symbol behind the door is fire. And so you just switch it. So they're all the fire sign uh, in alchemy. What symbol behind the door? 
well the, the art is like a fire and oh, the devil is I associated thought... with fire okay yeah it that was, was like but I it was like out. i thought it was split between like fire and wind like there was fire on the top and wind on the bottom the whole yeah i don't know anyway i won't dwell on that um so you turn them all to fire and nothing happens yet because there's another half to that door surprise surprise um for which you need to get into the other passageway and uh here's everything you need to do to get into that passageway oh i know it's it's like a <laughs> it's laundry kind of, list it's kind of a journey it's a journey uh linda tells you about it she's like i was just trying to turn that gargoyle because its creepy stare was creeping me out and then all of a sudden this passage opens and that doesn't seem likely to me but it's fine uh going past that we have so we have to find this coat of arms the coat of arms is missing so we need to get it from nigel so we need to type up Nigel's memoirs. We need to pass a typing test, which is stupid and I hate it. And yeah. I just like bang keys on my keyboard every time I have to do that. Um, and then we type up his boring memoirs to get this coat of arms, which tells us what direction to turn the thing in. And then we see this like creepy ass ritual thing, which I swear the first time I saw that, I like thought the world was ending. Oh yeah. It's like, what so is going on? scary. Yeah. Very weird. It's um, very frightening. So fun fact for you, when I was playing, it's the coat of arms that we get is m- missing from a picture of like a guy with the gargoyle in the background. And when mm-hmm. I was playing it, I was like, again, my friend was here watching because I don't know who's just vibing with me. And I, I was like, Sam, that's John Locke. Like that was a picture of John Locke, like the life, liberty and property guy. It's a picture mm-hmm. of him. I remembered him from history class. Like the blank slate like, guy? Yeah. Like that pick do you want to see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Show me. Right, so what's the uh tabula rasa? The tabula rasa guy. Can can you um let me share my screen? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh did you ever Caroline, did you ever watch Lost? No. Oh, I wait, I okay. There you go. You should share your screen now. Yay. Um in lost it there are so many characters named after like different philosophers like there's a character named john locke and there's a character named um rousseau and uh, i forget who else uh but they did it like very obviously but oh my god you're right yeah i and i saw it i was like what who whoops what why is he hilarious yeah i just was like i felt really (laughs) smart for remembering that (laughs) You like, should because I yeah I've never noticed that that's awesome. Um, oh, did you stop sharing? It says you're I did. Viewing, I've stopped. Okay. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, that's really funny. I didn't notice that. Um, um, and then that just to comment on the turning of the gargoyle thing mm-hmm. that was oh and also the triangles puzzle like th- these are a couple of puzzles where I definitely got stumped like the first time I played through. Um, if mm-hmm. I hadn't had a memory because. It, it's hard I mean again if you don't have hints like you're kind of like get this piece of paper and it could really mean anything yeah yeah they could have been more linear in that like I don't know how you're supposed to know to find the portrait of the guy with the gargoyle in the background I feel like um if you're if you play on junior detective I think Nancy says something when you go up to the picture and look at it I could be wrong but I feel like I have a memory Maybe. of that 
Um, and I talked to Jane or somebody mentioned that to me as well. I'm pretty sure. Oh, like I okay. called Ned or like, I can't remember, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe that is the whole, maybe that is what makes you talk to the characters, even though you don't have to talk to the characters, you know, that could be it. Thank you for listening to It's Locked Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at It's Locked Podcast. We'll see you in two weeks.